and welcome to LX2 Codependency Coaching. I am Stella. We are recording live on Instagram, waiting for people to show up. And even if they don't, it'll be fine. They'll watch it later. So I wanted to come on with your, uh, your podcast episode today. And um, I was thinking about... I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about and that, you know, as the universe does, sends me, uh, you know, a little inspiration, a little information. Um, I had made a post about that's not helpful. Um, and so for those of you who haven't seen my stickers, they are on the, um, they're on the feed from my Instagram, but this is the, that's, this, <laughs> that's not helpful sticker. Um, and I have several, um, several different phrases that I say on a regular basis, but that's not helpful is one of the ones that I say pretty consistently. Um, and it helps to shift the self-talk. Um, so as you know, I talk about self-talk and how we talk to ourselves and especially our little inner, you know, dialogue that happens, especially when we have anxiety, but just in general, like we're, there's a constant, um, thread of conversation that happens in our brains on a regular basis. Um, and so rather than, you know, using the, the things that we do and talk about in terms of like, you know, that was a dumb decision or that's not help, you know, that, 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 that was stupid, you know, making negative conversations the way that we do, um, integrating the phrase of that's not helpful. So, um, even when, you know, like I'll spill my coffee, uh, the other day I went and got coffee after my run and pulled the lid right off and <laughs> to take a drink and the lid came off and coffee was everywhere. And I was like, well, that's not helpful. Um, and so it's that, right? It's really thinking about how we can shift the narrative to, oh my God, I'm so dumb. Or why did I use that lid or whatever's happening to us to, you know, kind of integrate that's not helpful. In addition to that, what I wanted to talk about today was the language of opportunity. Uh, coffee. So part of when we are going through difficult things, it feels as though something is happening to us and we get really stuck in that mind frame. We get really stuck in that mindset of, um, why is this happening to me? <laughs> Can't I just catch a break or what the fuck? This is awful. Um, I have been using the language of opportunity for a while and it really shifts your perspective when you start to look at this as an opportunity, right? Um, I had a friend reach out uh, yesterday or the day before, and he was like, how was your week? And I said, you know, it was it was an expensive week. Uh, it was my favorite. <laughs> but, and it was, um, it reminded me of a couple of really cool things. So one, I have stated before, I've, I've re, uh, reinstated my license. So I had to take a bunch of classes to um, get the CEUs. You have to have 40 in order to reinstate your license or to uh, recertify or renew. Um, so I was able to get that done. And then I had to update like all of my information. Um, I put a, or reinstated my profile on psychology today. Um, I had to call my contracts for, uh, insurance. So I am taking Presbyterian. Um, and, and I, <laughs> I had tried to, before I left, like cancel all my contracts. Um, and I had to send letters and do a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, but the one for Presbyterian never canceled. So still active. Um, there's a clearinghouse for all of our information. I had to do that. And I say, I have to, have to, have to right? So that is where we get to switch. I have the opportunity to rather than I have to. Right. And so I have this opportunity to get all these things done. Super grateful. 
very expensive month. Also had to pay gross receipts taxes on, on the income that I made. And so anyway, I shot a text to this friend and I was like, oh, it was an expensive month. I did all these things. And, uh, and he was like, yeah, taxes are just part of, you know, making money. And I was like, absolutely. Totally wasn't complaining. Grateful to have the opportunity to make money to have increased since I got back. Right. So I started making money, having workshops, seeing coaching clients. Um, I've increased my income, you know, kind of exponentially as I've continued to work. Again, grateful for the opportunity. Really thinking about when we have to do something, uh, there's sometimes resentment or sometimes anger or frustration when we feel as though we are, you know, encumbered upon uh, that we have to do something. And so when we shift that perspective to I have the opportunity then it gives us a choice in a way that is different. We don't have to do anything, uh, but when we have the opportunity to do it, that makes it, that gives the buy-in, it's different, right? Um, and so I was like, no, nah, I have, you know, had the opportunity to make money. So consequently, I'm going to pay taxes on that money. And I have a very different perspective on taxes than other people. But again, if I've had the opportunity to make money, then I'm going to pay taxes. And that is my way of looking at it differently and recognizing, you know, I have made money. I've seen clients. I've, you know, done this thing that I am really good at. Um, and so again, have the opportunity. I was thinking about that concept of opportunity and using the language of opportunity now, as I have come back from traveling and, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, reintegrating into my life, uh, here, which looks different. And, uh, one of the things that I was reflecting on, my accountability buddy and I, she had just landed in Ireland or in uh, Athens on the 27th of October last year, right? So whole different, um, whole different life that we had the opportunity of creating and creating memories. And I got to show her the Acropolis and we went to, you know, a couple islands and we did some really cool things. And then we flew to Ireland and drove from Dublin to, no, yeah, from Dublin to Derry, um, up through, uh, the Northeast coast, which is just really fucking amazing. Uh, and then, you know, when she left me, I was, I was in Ireland. I have, I don't know if I've talked about it, but like I had to go to a non-EU country to reset my visa because you can only stay in EU countries for 90 days at a time. Did not know that. Uh, and so Ireland was not on the map. Uh, it was not part of my itinerary when I decided to leave, you know, the U.S. and travel uh, to write a book. And so I have talked about, you know, this this thing that I do where I pivot, right? I get I get a fucking wild hair or curveball or something happens and I have to pivot, and that is the opportunity for change. That is the opportunity to learn and see and grow and do something differently. When we are going through really hard things, when change happens unexpectedly, it is an opportunity, but it doesn't feel like that in the moment. What it feels like is overwhelm. What it feels like is anxiety. What it feels like is I don't know what the next step is. And especially with grief, right? We'll talk about grief in a second, but anytime something significant happens or even small, some inconvenience, it feels like it's happening to us and it feels overwhelming. It feels like, fuck, how am I going to do this? Right? You get an unexpected bill. You, you know, somebody cancels and you have to shift 
your whole schedule. It's, it, it feels very frustrating. And our resentment, especially when we've gone through several of these things, builds and it's like, fuck, I cannot get ahead. I cannot change, you know, anything. And these things keep happening to me. Yes. And. I'm not here to tell you that the language of opportunity is going to change all of that for you, but it is a different way of looking at things so that you can start to take back some control and it doesn't feel so helpless. It doesn't feel so overwhelming. Uh, I was thinking about how there have been several opportunities to shift and change and look at things differently. Uh, One thing in particular, I broke these three fingers. There's a scar tissue right there. So my, uh, three middle fingers on my right hand. Uh, I went ass over elbows over the dogs when I was running them. And um, these two fingers hyperextended and one of them broke and I had to have, um, I had to have stitches put in. It was gross. It was painful. It was uh, immobilizing for my right hand. I'm right hand dominant. Uh, And so I had the opportunity (laughs) to use my left hand. A few years ago, uh, years and years when I was in graduate school, I'm really often curious about how the brain works, right? And so we're talking about plasticity and learning new things and how our brain is able to integrate new information and change over time. I started writing with my left hand just to see if I could. I've always been a little bit ambidextrous, like I can do things with both hands. Um, But I started taking notes with my left hand and I moved my mouse over to the other side, uh, my left side, and I moved my phone over, right, to the right so that I could take the notes with my left. I was working a different job at the time. Uh, I was working for a staffing agency, and uh, so I'd have to answer the phone and take notes, and so I started doing that with my left hand. So that happened, let's say 2009, 2010, just to start to integrate using my left hand, taking information in. I used it as an opportunity to grow my brain. Okay. Um, so when I broke my right hand or when I incapacitated my right hand, my left hand was actually pretty good at doing things. It's incredible to think about what we get habituated to, or it becomes a habit. So, you know, I do everything with my right hand. I, you know, I write, I brush my teeth, I, you know, brush my hair. (laughs) And so when, when I got hurt, it was an opportunity to, well, it was necessary to use my left hand, and it was also an opportunity to grow my brain in that different way. I think about that, right? I think about when I was traveling and driving on the opposite side of the car, on the opposite side of the road in Ireland. It was an opportunity to learn how to do that differently. Um, most cars in the UK, well, at least in Ireland, were standard. Uh, I learned how to drive standard when I was about 16. So I'm actually really good at it. Very different thing to shift with your right hand. <laughs> Very different thing to enter traffic and use traffic circles, which are in the middle of um, the highway <laughs> in a different country. Uh, fortunately, I have a great navigation buddy. Uh, my my accountability buddy uh, is great at navigation. She picked music. We were able to figure it out and drove through Uh, the Irish countryside, on the opposite side of the road, on the opposite side of the car. I would say opposite side of the road, opposite side of the car. She would say wrong side, right? So think about the language, how that's different, right? 
when we think about things are wrong, it our brain automatically says, this is bad, I'm in danger, this is not good, right? So when I said opposite side of the car, opposite side of the road, her brain changed. She was like, oh, I get it, opposite side, right? Not, not wrong, opposite. Same is true with opportunity. When we start to think about this is happening to me, this is bad, this is wrong, automatically our defenses go up, our cortisol goes up, we start to fight whatever it is that's happening. When we start to think about the language of opportunity, I start to recognize I have the opportunity. I get to do something rather than I have to, right? And so that is where that shift happens. These things are not happening to you. They are just happening. And if we look at it as an opportunity to learn something new, to do something different, to go a different way, then we are more willing to lean into it rather than put our defenses up and I have to do this thing and I don't want to do it, right? And so as we think about self-talk, right, I have talked to clients often rather than, you know, I have to change this thing. Oh, I don't want to have to do this. I don't want to have to set this boundary. I don't want to have to have this hard conversation looking at it as I have the opportunity to use a new skill. I have the opportunity to change and integrate. I get to use, I get to use my boundaries in a different way. And I feel better when I set that boundary. I feel better when I, you know, learn something new. I feel better when I integrate, you know, exercise, eating different, whatever it is you're trying to change, whether because you have to or because you get the opportunity. And it is it is life-changing. It's very shifting to think about how we get the opportunity to do things differently. And I feel better when I integrate these things into my life. I have shared with you before, I walk slash run three, between three and four miles a day. Uh, and I have been called very disciplined <laughs> to be able to do these things. The other thing is I, I can be and have been a very rigid human being. Um, for those of you who have known me for a long time, I have been an eco-Nazi, <laughs> carry my own straw, use my own cup, try not to use single use as much as possible. And when I was traveling, that wasn't always something that was readily accessible was to, you know, recycle or, um, Using my own straw was easier just because I carry it with me in my purse. Um, and, you know, using my own pen has been a whole thing. I am very rigid about, or have been very rigid about certain things. And since traveling, because I did not have, you know, access to all of my resources all the time, I had to, or I had the opportunity to become a little less rigid. That said, in integrating into new places, new environments, new houses. I was living in a different environment um, at least once every three months, if not, you know, once every couple weeks. And so I, as pointed out by my, my good friends, I do get anxious on travel days. When I have to go into new environments, I can get anxious, aka spicy. And it's not my favorite. Although this was a conscious choice. It was a conscious choice to let go of all of my stuff was a conscious choice to leave uh, the home and the friends and the environment that I'm very used to. 
is an opportunity to do something different. Most people struggle with that level of change. When I got rid of every item that I had in my house, for the most part, um, I, you know, my friends would come over and my house would be in the process of being disassembled. Uh, I let go of, you know, things that I've had for years and it was an opportunity to learn how to live with less, how to not buy something new. And if it came into the house, it had to, something else had to go. Uh, I've been doing that for years is like, if I buy something new and I have been in the past a shoe hoarder, uh, <laughs> I don't like clothes doesn't necessarily, is not a thing for me, uh, but shoes has been. And so if I ever bought a new pair of shoes, I had to let go of a pair of shoes. So it's that, right? Have the opportunity to do something different, clear out my space. As I was doing that, I would start to, again, think about, I feel better when. I feel better when the counter is cleared off. I feel better when the cabinets started to empty. I feel better when I, um, you know, got rid of a bunch of jewelry because I had a bunch of jewelry. Um, I started to think about that, right? Now, I did save three storage bins worth of stuff uh, and a footlocker, and um, then I had the opportunity to learn how to live with less. Now, I will tell you that it, it has been challenging to reintegrate into my life and start to build from nothing. Now, we're going we're gonna to talk about that grief thing. Um, whenever we have loss, whenever we have significant change, it does take a while for our brains to integrate how to rebuild without that significant part, whatever it is, be it a human being that we're close to, an identity that we've had, if you've ever been fired or let go or started a new job because you don't have the old one, um, it, it creates dissonance, it creates frustration. Our brain has to learn how to do something new and different without that part. Whenever we let go of an idea of how we expect things to be, we have to grieve it. We have to recognize this does not feel good. I am used to who I have been or what I have done or having that person in my life. And now I, you know, now I don't. It is, it is challenging to think about now I have the opportunity to be different and some of us don't want to be different. Some of us really like the way things were before now, and I don't want to have to change it. Change will happen regardless. New things will will happen. You know, we think about when I think about you know driving into to the office today. There's a detour. I have to take a different road. Um, when I was in graduate school, I was really frustrated. I recognized that my level of anxiety and anger and frustration was so high that I had to do something different. And if I didn't, I would continue to feel uncomfortable, right? I was, I was not feeling super healthy. I was, you know, taking the path of least resistance as we always do, uh, and doing easy things. And that was not, I mean, it was convenient. It worked, but I did not like how I was feeling. And so I had to do something different. I had the opportunity to integrate new processes, new habits, new choices and challenges. I stopped driving mostly because I didn't want to have to park. Parking at UNM is horrible. Uh, but, and you can get a free bus pass when you're a student. So I had to learn how to use the bus system here. It was an opportunity for me to quiet down. It was an opportunity for me to take, let someone else drive 
It was awesome. I absolutely loved it. And so when I was traveling, didn't have a car, so I had the opportunity to learn how to use public transit. Um, in Athens, they have a metro, they have a bus. It was awesome. And had I not had that opportunity in you know, graduate school, it would have been a little bit more intimidating to, uh, to do it in a different country. Like I was saying before, I walk regularly. And so every time I'm in a new environment, I like to, you know, start in my local neighborhood, few blocks, whatever. And then I, you know, kind of, uh, further, you know, I, I venture a little bit further out. And so anytime I'm in a new neighborhood or opportunity, I, I can do a mile and a half in, in any direction and find my way back. It helps for my brain to learn new things. It helps for me to then, you know, learn how to do things a little bit differently. Because I know change happens, because I know loss happens, my brain now understands that we will learn a different way of doing things. When we can do that, that plasticity of our brain to work around damage, challenge, loss, whatever it is, we start to feel better learning new things, integrating new habits, integrating new rituals. Oftentimes clients will say, I don't have time. I feel overwhelmed. I feel stressed out, whatever it is. Uh, then we start to pay attention to where are you spending your time? What are you doing? Talk to me about how you are using the hours in the day that you are conscious and breathing and awake, You're breathing the whole time. Um, then we start to recognize, oh, you're wasting, or not wasting, you're using this time in an unproductive way. How do we use it differently, right? I have to get these things done. Absolutely, we all have things that we need to get done, 100%. And what I heard you say is you're feeling overwhelmed. What I heard you say is I recognize that these things continue to happen and they don't feel good. So my goal is to feel better. I feel better when... I do these things. So then we start to, you know, talk about when have you felt better in your t in your life, right? When recently did things change so that we can start to work backwards and figure out how to integrate those things that made you feel better back into your life, taking the time that you have all of us have the same 24 hours in a day. Some of us are really good at using them differently. <laughs> um but how do we start to integrate I feel better when? Specific to things that we avoid, right? Clearing off our desk, you know, cleaning the living room, emptying the garage. I feel better when I have a clear path. I have an opportunity to integrate those things into my existence and experience right now. I feel better when, right? So that language, as we shift and change, from something I have to do, obligation, whatever, I have the opportunity to do it differently. We're going into obligation season, aka holiday season, where we have always done it in a certain way. What I know to be true is most people get really stressed out around this time of year for a few different reasons. One, time change, right? Less sunlight, it gets cold. If you are temperature sensitive, that does not feel good. Uh, it's an opportunity to wear cozy clothes. That's how I look at it. <clears throat> Um, the time that we have to spend, air quotes, uh, with people, sometimes people get really excited about the holiday season, which I love for their experience, but it's not my experience. Um, and so 
I have taken the opportunity and I feel better when I decline invitations. I was invited to a Thanksgiving with a family uh, for my roommate and I love her family. They're very sweet humans. I do not want to go to holiday. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving is not really my thing. Um, and so I declined the invitation. I was like, no, thank you. Like, not really my thing. And she's like, what? It's fine. We just eat, blah, blah, blah. I said, really? I don't, I don't holiday. I don't people. I don't family. Like, that's not part of what I enjoy doing. And so it took them a minute and they were like, okay, you know, it was fine. It was an opportunity for me to practice my boundaries in a way that was kind and loving. And I feel better when I don't have to attend a, a family gathering. My really close friends know that that's not really my thing. Totally fine. I have been super fortunate to have had small intimate gatherings with certain people, uh, my friends, you know, um, my own, you know, small tribe of humans. And so when I feel up to doing that, I have the opportunity to say, yes, absolutely. That sounds like something that would make me feel good. If it's not something that makes you feel good, if you recognize that you have anxiety about it, if you recognize that you have resentment around it, how do you set a boundary there, right? I do not want to spend four hours at your grandma's house. It's tiny. There's a lot of people. It makes me uncomfortable. I have the opportunity to say, let's take two cars. I'll go. I love spending time with this cousin and that human and whatever. But when I'm done, I can go. And you can stay. Totally fine. Love that for your experience. I'm just not going to stay the whole time. There's your opportunity, right? There's an there's a way for you to say, I feel better when I know that I have an escape hatch. I feel better when I know that your cousin, whom I love and we have great conversations, is going to be there. I feel better when I can decline that invitation. And I love having a ready-made excuse that says, hey, I've got to go do this other thing, or I've got a work project, or I am literally going to do anything else, right? My ex-husband and I used to watch horror movies during Thanksgiving and marathons during Christmas, and I loved that for our experience. <laughs> you know, I, we started looking forward to, like, having the snacks we wanted or making the food we wanted, and, and you know, neither one of us had to attend anything that we didn't want to. It was awesome. It was one of the things I really appreciated about that partnership. So thinking about that, what do I have the opportunity to do? How do I feel better? I feel better when. Love those. Those are little phrases and nuggets to shift the language of how we talk to ourselves and then how we talk to other people so that we can integrate feeling better in general and adapting and adjusting to change in that way. That is your nugget. I will tell you that the Holiday Boundary Toolkit uh, is a workshop now. It was a, a podcast episode, and it's certainly uh, kind of a thing that we've talked about in the past. But as we head into all obligation season, this is your uh, opportunity to come and learn some boundary skills with me, have some conversations around really increasing that awareness of what makes you uncomfortable, what do you not appreciate or enjoy during this time of year, and then how do you communicate, you know, healthy boundaries with the people that we love so that we can maintain the relationships that we have with them. Um, so that is going to be November 18th here in Albuquerque, 10 a.m. Uh, at Discovering Greatness. You can check out my website. The, um, the link is on there to register Facebook, Instagram, all the things. Um, if you want these cute stickers, so that's not helpful. Um, surrender, trust yourself. 
Oh no, that one says doing all the things. And this one says trust yourself. So they are available. Uh, if you just shoot me an email, DM, whatever it is. My email address is lx2.cod.coach at gmail.com. And I'm going to end the video and then I'm going to end the podcast and we will talk to you next week. Take care. All right. We have ended the video on Instagram. You can check that out whenever the reels are up and available. Um, and I'm going to end the podcast. Did want to let you know that I am starting a new endeavor as a grief specialist. Um, I've had the opportunity to deal with grief both personally and professionally for a long time. And so, um, though it is very difficult and challenging to deal with the loss of human beings or relationships or people, I do support you through that process. And so if you want to get a hold of me for counseling, for coaching, for grief specialist uh, support, uh, you can do that on my website, luna-x2-llc. And I will talk to all of you next week. Take care.